0: everybody welcome back to episode 34 of the grow your own food podcast i'm your host shauna smith and if you listened to the last few episodes you know that i have started talking about seed starting if you've never started your own plants your own seedlings from seed before uh, maybe you've never considered it maybe you've just always gone and bought your seedlings from the local garden center every spring and that's perfectly okay But, you know, all this talk about seed starting has gotten you kind of wondering if you could do it yourself, or maybe you've always wanted to do it yourself, but you just weren't sure what it entailed and you weren't ready to make the jump. Well, today I'm going to be going into the few relatively inexpensive things you need to set up your own seedling nursery at home. But first, a word from today's sponsor. So the very first thing that I'm going to be talking about is something that ideally that wouldn't cost you anything, but that something people don't really think about when it comes to starting a seedling nursery at home, and that is space. You have to have a space to start your seedlings. Um, And this can be a lot of different places. I mean, it can be on a sunny southern facing windowsill, it can be a set of shelves down in your basement, um, and a countertop for the longest time. I used sort of like the back counter space in my laundry room that I never really used for anything. My husband wasn't super excited about how dirty it got every growing season, every seed starting season, but you know what, it worked. It gave me plenty of space. So that's the first thing you're going to want to think about is, is space. You don't have to go out and buy a fancy seed starting rack or shelving unit. I would encourage you to use what you have available. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure all of us, right, have a set of shelves that we don't really use or it's kind of just like in the storage closet because it used to get used and then you move to a new place and you don't really have a use for it anymore. Use that sort of thing. If you don't have that, you still don't have to go super fancy. You can set up shelves with like some cinder blocks and, and some pieces of cheap, you know, pressurized lumber that, that costs, I don't know, maybe three, four dollars a board at your local hardware store. So it, it does not have to be fancy by any means when we talk about space. And ideally, it wouldn't cost you anything. The second thing that you're going to want to consider is seed starting mix. Now, that might not be like your first thought, but you have to plant your seeds in dirt in order to in order to get them to germinate. I mean, technically you don't. You could sprout them in wet paper towels, in plastic baggies, but once they sprout, they do have to go into dirt. Um, unless you're planning to grow hydroponically, and that's a whole other episode. But it can't just be any dirt, though. It has to be, in my mind, it should really be a seed-starting mix. That's going to give you the most chance of success. I've said it before in previous episodes, but using a regular old potting soil sometimes does not give you the best results. It's too heavy. It's too rich. It's too hard for those really delicate seedlings to kind of push their way up through If you have a bag of potting soil just kind of sitting around and not doing any good in any other way, by all means, give it a try. But if you find that it's not giving you the best results, I would recommend buying a bag of seed starting mix. I recommend the Black Gold brand. It's Omri listed. It's really light and fluffy. It's given me great results. It's sterile, right? There's no bacteria or fungus in it. So you don't have to worry about that from that perspective. That's another good thing about seed starting mix over potting soil or or dirt from your yard is that it's, it's sterile. So there's nothing waiting in the soil to kind of attack these newly germinated seeds. A bag of an eight quart bag of seed starting mix like black gold will run you about mm, $11, depending on like what time of year you buy it, where you buy it. I usually find mine most reliably on Amazon, but I've also found it at my local Ace Hardware store so um, and I think it was actually cheaper at Ace hardware I think it was about eight dollars a bag. So it really kind of just depends where you buy it but around you know ten dollars, give or take a dollar or two. The second thing you're going to need that I think people think is going to be really expensive is is light. and to be honest, you do not have to go fancy when it comes to light. Seedlings don't really care what kind of light they're getting as long as, well, okay, that's not true. Seedlings do care what kind of light they're getting. Um, but they you just kind of need to make sure that there's enough of it. You don't have to go out and buy super fancy LED grow lights that cost like $100 a set. In fact, I've used those LED grow lights and i I got them for Christmas, and they honestly, they didn't provide any better results than my super cheap option that I'm going to tell you about, and that is just a fluorescent shop light. Yes, like the kind that you hang from the chains on S hooks, you know, from the ceiling or from a shelf. That's what I use. I, I, I got those LED grow lights, and they're just not doing me any good, and, and I feel bad, but I prefer the fluorescent lights and you can get a fluorescent shop light fixture for about $15 to $20. They're really really inexpensive. You want to make sure that you get a fixture that has a has kind of like two light bulb fixtures, light bulb outlets because you're going to want a cool light bulb and a warm light bulb in there. So if we think about the sunlight and the sun's rays and we shine it through a prism, we know that we get that Biv, that whole rainbow of colors, everything ranging from red, which is warm, all the way to violet, which is cool. So we need a cool fluorescent light bulb and a warm fluorescent light bulb in that shop light fixture. The great thing about that shop light fixture is you can raise and lower it. Um, You can't really do that with the LED grow lights, right? You have to kind of affix them permanently to something. Um, Mine, I had to use zip ties. So that is that is a really great thing. In addition to them being cheap, they're also pretty energy efficient. Um, they might not be quite as energy efficient as LED bulbs. Honestly, I haven't done an in-depth cost comparison. I'm hoping to do that in an upcoming episode. But still pretty inexpensive. So a $15 shop light, $15 to $20. And then, you know, it depends on, again, where you get your fluorescent light bulbs, but they're gonna be somewhere between $7 and $10 a piece. The next thing that you're going to need, and this is really up to you in terms of how much you spend, is pots. You have to have a container to start your seedlings in. I personally buy you know, these little 12-cell seed starting trays, and... I I really like them. I can reuse them every year. If they break, if they fall apart, I can recycle them. I can throw them in the recycling bin. So I don't feel too terribly bad about it. The oldest ones I have, I think I've been using for four years now. And as long as I don't handle them too roughly, they're fine. But you don't have to go out and buy that. You can make little pots out of newspaper. I would say Google it, look it up on YouTube. There are tons of videos that show you how to make like these little newspaper pots. And it's really easy. All you need is a piece of newspaper and a tin can, you know, of some sort, like canned food. You wrap the newspaper around that and you fold the ends under and Fill it up with dirt and voila, you have a a pot um, that's biodegradable. Honestly, you could kind of like unfold the bottom when you're ready to transplant, take it out to the garden and transplant it out in the garden, you know, newspaper and all. Or if you don't want to, you can unfold it and just simply unwind the newspaper from around the soil and plant that in the soil. And it works really great. So that's actually an optional cost. The 12 cell seed starting trays that I like to use, they're about $15.00 for a pack of 10, but still relatively affordable. The next thing you're going to need is a gentle organic fertilizer. And honestly, some people think that they don't need that. But if you go with a seed starting mix, and I, again, feel like you should because it's going to offer you the best germination rates. If you use a seed starting mix, seed starting mix doesn't really have a ton of nutritional value. As I've said in a previous episode, it's more about Providing the perfect environment for that seed to germinate in. And then it's kind of your responsibility to feed the baby once the baby sprouts. Seedlings can be very delicate when they're just, you know, days old. The roots are, you know, tiny and hair-like and a fertilizer that's too strong can burn them. So I really like to use a gentle organic fertilizer. I use fish emulsion and I dilute it in water. It works really well and I continue kind of watering with that fish emulsion all the way until I plant that seedling outside. I will say a quart of fish emulsion is about $10. But honestly, I bought this fish emulsion, this quart that I'm using right now, I bought it like five years ago. And I don't even know if it's half empty because you're always diluting it. And when I say you're diluting it, you are really diluting it. You are diluting like a tablespoon of it into a gallon of water at a time. So you are using, I don't know, maybe seven to eight tablespoons per growing season out of a quart. So it's gonna last you a really long time, even though it costs $10 or so. The last expense you're going to have, which again is highly variable, it depends on what you're planning to grow in your garden is seeds. It, it really depends on how big your garden is, but even if you do buy a lot of seed, that seed, if you don't use it up that year, is going to remain viable, most seeds will anyway, for years afterward. I mean, some seeds like broccoli seeds are viable still five years after you bought it, after it was harvested. So as long as you don't use it all up, you can use that same packet of seed to grow broccoli for a whole five years. So when you amortize you know that cost, Granted, that's not how it works in your monthly budget, as my husband likes to tell me whenever I buy a pair of shoes, and I justify it by saying that I'm going to be wearing them for five years. So really, over the course of five years, my pair of forty dollars shoes that I bought really only costs eight dollars a year. That argument doesn't work. Um, So it might not really work that way. That way for seeds, you know, when it comes to like your monthly budget. But honestly, when it comes to like your yearly budget, your yearly gardening budget, it, it really does work that way. So when we add all of that stuff up together, not including seeds, just because, like I said, seeds can be highly variable, that leaves you at about 60 to 70 dollars for, you know, starting up your own seedling nursery at home. And it could be even less than that if you are not using um, store-bought pots or store-bought seed-starting containers. If you decide that you're going to use, you know, yogurt containers or newspaper pots, that would lower the costs to maybe somewhere between fifty and sixty dollars. It's really it's really affordable in in my opinion and. You know, with most seedlings ranging anywhere between $2 to $5 a piece, depending on what sort of plant you're buying, I mean, let's say the higher range of that, $5 a piece, you can only buy, you know, 10 to 12 seedlings. But you can grow hundreds of plants with less than $75. So I would say starting your own seeds is definitely more cost-effective um, it's so much fun. You learn so much, and I would really encourage you to do it. I have a ton of resources on my blog. If you search for seed starting, I have a whole list of seed starting um, blog posts that that can help you out if you're looking for advice. So that is what kind of goes into starting seeds. Um, again, really not that much money and really pretty simple. It's so much fun. You learn so much. It's my favorite time of year. It's my I love it more than transplanting. I love it more than harvesting even. So I would definitely encourage you to give it a try. And at 50 to $60 to kind of set it up, I mean, it's affordable to give it a try. If you hate it, and it just doesn't work out for you, you can blame me for it. Um, So that's it for today. I hope you found this episode helpful. In the next episode I'm going to be going into how to plan your garden layout. That is something that especially a lot of new gardeners struggle with and I I don't blame them because there is a lot of information to consider. You know some plants don't like to live next to each other, just like we don't get along with some of our neighbors. Um, Some plants are really heavy feeders and they hog up all the nitrogen, leaving very little nitrogen in the soil for anything else. Those are all kind of things that that you have to consider in addition to the things like, where is it going to get the most sunlight? Where is it going to be kind of reasonably, you know, sheltered from the wind? all of those things. I'm going to be talking about all of those things in the next episode and more. So be sure to tune in. But until then, I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.